The healthcare industry has undergone transformational change in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to the implementation of technology. Even so, there's much more to do and many companies are out there doing it, but you don't know about them. At Intrepid Healthcare, our podcast will bring you the crazy ones, the rebels, the troublemakers, the ones who see things differently. The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer. Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. I have a really special guest today, an innovator who, among other things, is a very popular podcast in the world of pharmacy. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Todd Urey, founder and publisher of Pharmacy Podcast Show. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Todd, before we get started, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background? Sure. So it's not like I came out of college thinking, hey, I want a podcast. (laughs) It definitely wasn't that way. So I came out of school and I actually started in the F&I department at a local auto dealership in Wexford, Pennsylvania, which is north of Pittsburgh, and grew up in that area my entire life and just needed to make some money. I luckily sold a vehicle, a Mazda 929 exactly, to a guy named Joe Conlon, who is a very good friend to this day, and he was in telecom, and he worked for Sprint Business. And he said, you don't belong here in this industry. And I said, I felt pigeonholed and just trying to make some money. And it was an interesting way to get a position in the telecommunications industry. And that was at a time where telecom was really concentrating on going from voice to IP, to internet. And not to date myself, but that's at a time where businesses weren't on the web. They didn't even know what a website was, and they thought it was kind of just a fad. And from 96 through about 2003, I spent my time helping small businesses to grow their business through technology outsourcing, that is to give up their servers and their infrastructure and, and let it be hosted by a telecommunications company. And I ended up being with AT&T and the Pittsburgh area wasn't really ready for that. They seemed like they were reluctant to give up their servers and their application. They didn't know what an ASP was, and it was was kind of slow moving. But at the time, I decided to change careers. I thought I was going to go into consulting for small business. And the best thing that that happened to me is I found a, a small software company in the Pittsburgh area that developed a pharmacy management system, very specific pharmacy system for institutional pharmacy that is closed-door pharmacy that cares for our seniors or someone in a skilled care facility. And that was a blessing. It pulled me into pharmacy, and that was in 2004. And I quickly understood that pharmacy was this facet of healthcare that didn't receive much credit or attention, even from a support perspective. And it was explosive growth for the next almost four years. And then I got the entrepreneurial bug. And I started a pharmacy buying group, which was dedicated to helping privately owned pharmacies in institutional and community retail pharmacy grow their businesses through drug purchases and technology usage and marketing. And kind of at that same time, right around 2009, I listened to many podcasts myself 
and there wasn't anything out there about the business of pharmacy for me to learn about. So rather than trying to find something for me to learn about the business and stay up to date with trends, there were plenty of blogs out there, not very many that were specific to business per se, clinical stuff, and that's not my background at all. I'm a marketer, I'm a business development person. So I developed a little podcast, and it was horrible growth for the first year, actually for the first almost three years. And then just being consistent and changing our introductions and shortening our shows from nearly 30 minutes, 45 minutes down to about trying to keep it around 20 minutes. It it just really picked up some really good listeners. We got listened to by some real well-known people in the industry that started to talk about us and talk about the show and so I've been blessed, and now we're nearing 50,000 listeners. They're a mixture of healthcare professionals, not just pharmacists. 82% of those people are in the United States. The rest of them are Canada, Australia. We have listeners in Europe. We have listeners in China, which really surprised me. So we're all over the place, and we're meeting other podcasters, which is helping. And when I found Intrepid Now, I was so excited to make contact with you, Joe, and, and understand that that there's other podcasters out there trying to do what we're trying to do. I'm, of course, trying to do it for the business of pharmacy and pharmacy leaders, but we have to continue to put good content out, and that's exactly what we try to do. Absolutely. Thanks for that great background, Todd. Makes for a great segue, too, to the next question. Could you give us just a 10,000-foot overview on what you do on the pharmacy podcast? Sure. We look for things happening in the industry. I do a ton of reading in the morning through different feeds. I pay attention to Twitter. I have a very, very tight bunch of people that I follow. I follow people that are leveraging what is digital health. And from that, I pick stories that seem to be relevant to the business of pharmacy and reach out to subject matter experts under that umbrella or that keyword, whether that be telemedicine or pharmacy automation something happening in the industry that would affect pharmacy operations and or ownership. The sweet spot of the pharmacy podcast started out to developing programming or business thought leadership around the ownership of pharmacy, which is known, of course, as independent pharmacy. But since we've been growing listeners, we've really started to build content into health system pharmacy, compounding, specialty institutional, obviously, technology, political issues. What we're trying to do now, which is exciting about the growth of the show, is we're trying to find guest hosts to bring content to the show that we can push out through our publication. So it's not just me talking as the host, but for example, Ron Lanton, he has the healthcare policy checkup, and he's part of True North Political Solutions. He's what we call our government affairs strategist. So He's doing a lot of shows with associations, with political-driven issues, with laws that are coming out that would affect the business of pharmacy. And Ron's been doing a tremendous job bringing us some really good interviews. Just recently, Dr. Blair Thielemeyer, who is a specialist in medication therapy management, has joined the show. And it's going to give us a much richer, much deeper clinical side of the show that we desperately needed to really build on some of the things that are helping to transform pharmacy services, pulling down the walls of the healthcare silos so that we can finally be at the table in all facets of healthcare and really being a partner to the rest of 
what is healthcare and patient care. So we're always looking for those guest subject matter expert hosts to come to the show. I have big dreams for 2016, but at the end of 2016, I'd like to have a half dozen, if not more, guest hosts that can be throwing content MP3s over the wall that we can grab and produce and professionalize and, and then, of course, market and push out there so that we can possibly get some sponsorships. Outstanding. Doug, what are some of the really hot topics in pharmacy right now? Provider status has always been there, looming. It's hard to believe in the United States that a pharmacist isn't even considered a, from a federal level that is, they're not considered an actual provider of health care, which just seems insane to me. But So they're after provider status so they can be placed into the CMS and be placed into receiving payment as a medication specialist and consultant on a patient's care. So that's a hot topic. It's kind of been more of a common denominator to other things. But from things that really seem to be trending, I have to say the word digital health, and I don't take that word lightly, and it's not a buzzword to me. It really means something. And that is, how does a pharmacy operator, how does a pharmacy director, an owner, someone that's actually leading the charge of that entity, how do they leverage technology in a way to help their business grow, but more importantly, to make their touch points and their communication and their actual services, how do they make that better for the patient? So this would include technologies like telemedicine, which I'll come back to that in a second, the Internet of Things, which are things that would include wearables and or how the Internet communicates with devices that could also gather ongoing data about a patient's experience in that care plan or in that condition and how that information can be fed back to a pharmacist who's monitoring that patient and really come up with some innovative ways of caring for that patient rather than, you know, Joe, in traditional pharmacy care, your patient brings you the prescription or it gets faxed or sent over or sent through e-prescribing to the pharmacy. The pharmacy fills that prescription, hands it over to the patient, ask the patient, do you have any questions? Patient's like, no, they leave, they start to take the meds. Well, traditionally what's happened, Joe, at that point, as we know in the older years of pharmacy, is adherence problems. The, right. the patient doesn't take the med anymore because they're starting to feel better. And next thing you know, they relapse and it makes things more expensive. Whereas today, with all of the digital health technology that's out there, it's much easier for a pharmacy professional, a consultant pharmacist, to monitor that patient's intake and ongoing therapy through what is digital health technology. So digital health is big. Telemedicine, to return to it, telemedicine is always thought of from the health system provider aspect, also the insurance provider's aspect, and then even pockets of physician networks. But I look at it from a pharmacy's perspective, how to engage, embrace the patient with a non-serious health issue that telemedicine is designed for. And right in the pharmacy, in the counseling room, take that iPad or take that phone or take that monitor or that kiosk, fire it up, get out there, look at a doctor through telemedicine, have that doctor make a determination, and then send the prescription right to the pharmacy. So I'm excited about that, and I definitely see 
that in the horizon. And then the last subject that I would say is hot right now is specialty pharmacy. And that is how is specialty pharmacy defined? Because many of the people out there that have, unfortunately, the voice of our news networks and press are not defining specialty correctly. They think it's based on cost, and it absolutely has nothing to do with just cost. There's so much more to it. And then how specialty pharmacy is going to continue to grow and fan into community pharmacy, how it's going to fan into and bolt onto institutional pharmacy, and how we're going to see five years from now, Joe, we're not going to even say specialty pharmacy anymore. It's just going to be pharmacy. That's right. Well, it's certainly not going to be a boring time for you the next couple of years with all these changes and all these advances, but I'd like to pick your brain as you and I have been talking, you've taught me so much. You are the pioneer of healthcare podcasting. <laughs> One of the things you mentioned is a very large number of listeners. Tell us, as a podcaster, how do you go about gathering or gaining audience? What have been some of the strategies that have worked for you? That's a great question. So from March of 2009 is when I released, and the first 80 episodes are embarrassing, uh, <laughs> just because I, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had terrible technology. I didn't have a good microphone, for example, didn't have any really good editing software. So after our 80th episode, we really started to mature the show. I started to have some assistance from a gal who continues to help us on and off named Kelsey Ripper, who want to give a shout out to her and thank her for all of her assistance as someone to, to do some administrative work for us and light marketing for us. But what ended up happening was is I started to build my LinkedIn group. There's a LinkedIn group that is called the Pharmacy Professional Network. And the Pharmacy Professional Network is exactly that. It's a network on LinkedIn that is for the professional that's in the pharmacy industry that wants to share their thought leadership and ideas around things that are trending. And Joe, I get a lot of story ideas from that network. And we have about 22,500, 23,000 participants of that network and it's a very active network, so it's not just something that you just post. I make it a daily, either late at night or early in the morning, to go on the Pharmacy Professional Network and really try to interact with the members. And then Twitter. Since I started using Twitter, it has been explosive. If you say the right things, you hashtag the right words, and if you're interacting with your followers and you're sincere, and I have a blending. I have a blend of automation on my Twitter feed, and I have a blend of being very sincere on my Twitter feed. And if you can combine those two things, you'll notice that not only you're going to start growing your Twitter followers, but you're going to start growing your podcast listeners. And then, of course, a little bit of Facebook, not that much. But then when I went to these conferences and I talked about the pharmacy podcast, I handed out a business card, I handed out a press kit, I talked to vendors. Those vendors are using the podcast as marketing and advertising materials to tell their own story. So when we look to sponsors to help us, that's been explosives. We did an annual t-shirt. Our third t-shirt is, do you speak pharmacy? Hashtag RxChat. And the RxChat is a collaboration with RxWiki. RxWiki is a very well-known collection of information about medications and disease states. It's built by pharmacists, so it's not like Wikipedia where anybody and everybody can <laughs> give information. This is vetted information. This is true information that's developed by pharmacists. 
So Rx Wiki and the Pharmacy Podcast started the Rx Chat every Wednesday at 12.30 Eastern Time. We pick a subject that we do nothing but tweet about back and forth, and we do hashtag Rx Chat, and that's been just amazing and growing listeners because the participants of that chat always get information that's given to us by pulling together a bunch of thought leaders, of course, pharmacists mostly, and then we usually build content around that. And then I have to give a shout out to Pharmacy Times. The Pharmacy Times magazine in January of 2015 started to rebroadcast a lot of our shows and republish a lot of our shows on their blog section, and that's been explosive for some of our listener growth too. The key to growing your podcast is consistency and its quality and its sincerity. And if you don't have consistency, quality, and sincerity, you're not going to grow. There's been times, Joe, that I've wanted to give up and be like, this isn't going anywhere. It's not doing anything for me. It was taking more money out of my pocket than it was covering its own expenses. I dedicated it to it because I myself am a podcast listener. There's so much drive time that we all do. I always thought, why am I driving 45 minutes somewhere or an hour somewhere? Or sometimes when I drive across Pennsylvania from from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, that's a five and a half, six hour drive. Why am I driving that long, not educating myself? So podcasting to me is a way that I continue to grow my own knowledge of my industry and making myself know more, but then turn around and podcast myself because I know that there's thought leaders out there who don't have a platform And I want them to use the Pharmacy Podcast as the platform to get those thoughts out there and to get that information out there. Todd, we haven't talked about this particular question, but I felt like I was almost answering the question with you. We are such in synergy on the answer to that question. We feel here that our job is to educate and to give an audience and a platform to the innovators in healthcare, the people that are doing things that are so important that everybody needs to know about them. As you said, as you start an endeavor up like this, you don't start thinking that I'm going to be a millionaire, but certainly it's a slow process to get audience, to get popular, to get revenue flowing through. But that doesn't dissuade me at all. In fact, it just inspires me to get even better stories, better quality, as you said, better sincerity, better consistency knowing that if we do the right things, two and a half years from now, there'll be so much great content that people are listening to over and over again, both on your show, on my show, that the revenue will take care of itself. And you and I have talked offline before, Joe, but if today's interview can encourage someone else out there to build a podcast and then let us know about that podcast, you know, I don't look at it as competition. I look at it as better content, more content in gathering that. I ask anyone in the pharmacy industry that wants to build a podcast to allow the pharmacy podcast to help you gain listenership by replicating and republishing your content. And that's what I ultimately wanted pharmacy podcast to become, Joe, was the umbrella of all things pharmacy podcasts. And that is If you're a clinical pharmacist, if you're a technology-driven pharmacist, if you're not even a pharmacist, you're someone that is passionate about the business of pharmacy and you want a platform to get your voice out there, that's what I want Pharmacy Podcast to become. I don't want it to just be me. I get tired of hearing my voice. I'd rather have a bunch of other much more smarter people than myself come out under the Pharmacy Podcast and really help build the platform out. 
And I know you're sincere in that, Todd. We've had a couple of conversations in the last two weeks and shared what we've learned in the last couple of years doing this and you in the last six or seven years. I'm happy to take a phone call and tell people what kind of tools I'm using so that others don't have to learn the hard way like you and I have learned in throwing away editing tools that didn't work or microphones that stunk or that kind of thing. That's right. That's right. I have my Yeti. If anybody wants a good microphone, it's Y-E-T-I. I absolutely love it. I'm going to take a picture of mine and tweet it right after this interview. <laughs> I love mine as well. You mentioned you listen to podcasts. What are some of the ones that you're really a big fan of, Todd? I'm a fan of a lot of marketing podcasts. What I've learned, Joe, is when I reach out to the outsiders, podcasters that have nothing to do with healthcare, I'm learning things. So I listen to something called the e-commerce influence. I'm listening to one called social media podcast. I listen to social media marketing with Michael Stelzner. There's one that's done by HubSpot, which is an inbound marketing podcast. There are some healthcare podcasts that I listen to. Healthcare IS with David Kushan is a really good one. Obviously, Intrepid Now that I've been finally listening to it. And there's several that I don't listen to frequently, but it depends on what the keyword is that I'll listen to them. And it happens on and off. There's a veterinary and marketing podcast that I listen to very infrequently on and off because it's obviously not my niche, but nonetheless, they still have really good marketing ideas. So it really all depends on, I guess, what the mood is. My staple is listening to outsiders with ideas about marketing, digital marketing, and, and strategy because I think I'd like to bring a lot of that into the pharmacy industry. And I think that's incredibly important to bring outsider information into healthcare and then, of course, help make sense of that information. Absolutely. You mentioned you listen a lot during your drive time. How do you listen to podcasts? What tools do you use? Do you use your PC, your iPhone? I'm using my iPhone. There's a podcast player they have built into the iPhone that I use, which I think pulls in through iTunes. However, when I go to Google and I put in keywords, I'm finding podcasts. I found a really cool podcast called Revive Health, which is a podcast developed by a public relations firm down in Tennessee uh, called Revive Health. And I think they say Think Revive or something like that. It's a great think tank of what's happening in the industry from a much wider healthcare perspective. So yeah, it's through my iPhone that I'm mostly listening. I do use the iPhone podcast app. I use Overcast as well. I'm not sure if you've heard of that app. It allows you to collect and index a little bit better than the raw iPhone app. And I've been pretty happy with it. But nine times out of ten, I'm listening through my iPhone. Although if I'm going to be sitting at my desk without doing interviews during a day, which is rare, I'll also listen just via web browser or via iTunes on my Mac. I'm listening also every once in a while through Stitcher because they do a good job of collecting new podcasts, and that's just through a browser as well. What's next for the Pharmacy Podcast? You mentioned some of that, but where are you taking the show next year? So we're going to redevelop our site. Someone who believes in digital marketing, I'm being hypocritical because I haven't had time to build our site out to being modern. It's not modern. It it needs a facelift. It needs some new functionality changes. So that's a goal. 
of ours. We're trying to shoot for the first quarter of 2016 to redevelop the site, make it a lot more mobile intensive than anything, because obviously podcasting, as you and I attest, is coming through our mobile devices more than anything. And then to build out our subject matter expert, our guest hosts, I'm looking for guest hosts for the show. And they don't necessarily have to be pharmacists, nor do they even have to be in pharmacy per se, just someone in the healthcare industry that knows that we have to tear down the silo walls of the primary care physician, the specialist, the pharmacist, the nurse, and the caseworker, and have all of us work together. So I'm looking for thought leadership to build content out and for people to take a responsibility to deliver content on a frequent basis, whether that be once a month or once every other month or once a quarter, throw over an MP3 over the proverbial fence and through a Dropbox and get us some content. You actually sent us some content, which we're excited about. I'm going to throw content to you guys when I think it makes sense to really share a, a good story, a good interview. And I think that's what this is all about and growing our our listener base is, is don't stay in just one thing. Even though I'm focused on the business of pharmacy, I want to grow out to other facets of how healthcare is fanning into the pharmacy podcast. And I want that platform to grow. We're also going to add a message board and people can talk about the different content that we have and share content that we have. And then, of course, continue to grow our listeners directly through subscription. Great. So hopefully our listeners got their iPhone out right now and they're subscribing to the Pharmacy Podcast. And they're also subscribing on iTunes so they can get it through their computer. But as we break down the show now, Todd, could you give the audience some contact information so they might contact you if they need more information or where they should go to learn more about the Pharmacy Podcast? Sure. So I'm proud of our Google results. If you just go to Google and put in Pharmacy Podcast, you'll definitely find us. We're the first return. You'll run into the Pharmacy Times, rebroadcast and republishing. Just go to PharmacyPodcast.com to subscribe and to get listed. If you want to reach out to me, I can be emailed at publisher at PharmacyPodcast.com as I am the publisher. (laughs) But Google, I find everything. I can't help it. If they charged me to use Google, I wouldn't make any money, but... Just put in Pharmacy Podcast, and it comes right up. Good deal, Todd. It's so great to have you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Joe, for having me on the show. Good deal. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest, Todd Urey, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare. (laughs) 